Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Morning, everybody. Welcome into the Canterbury Sports Corner, of course, here with Enterprise Recruitment. And uh, we're great. Well, it's bloody awesome to be here because uh, on the 19th of August, we are just around the corner to spring. And at this time of year, we've got all sorts of representative sport flourishing, blooming, just like those spring flowers are about to. Spring racing, as you know me, I love my racing. It's kind of uh, about to kick off. We've got a couple of hours of that later on to chat about on the mail run. But uh, for here, for the now, it's all about Canterbury. It's all about Christchurch, Canterbury, the region, and our sporting stars. We've got a big show for you today, and it's been a, a massive week. Coming up a little bit later on, Dallas McLeod, absolute superstar, really, if you think about his ascension, his rise through the rugby grades from a lad from Methven uh, to now a cap dual black and, and not going to the World Cup, but honestly, I, I think taking it in his stride. And he's coming up on the show a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to catch up with Nigel Walsh, the South Canterbury head coach. It's spring, it's Heartland season, and South Canterbury, well, they've broken the record for the most consecutive Heartland Championship wins. It's quite a staggering feat when you think about the legends that have gone through and, and the legendary teams that have played in this competition and South Canterbury are in a purple patch at the moment. They are two-time Meads Cup winners. They started their season winning ways last weekend. Horofino Akapiti heading up there and and uh, they've got a big game against King Country and I just can't see that. I can't see that winning streak being snapped today. So South Canterbury down there out of Timaru, uh, they're doing a hell of a job. And Nigel Walsh, he's a hell of a bloke. He's done a really good job. He actually has been coaching the Heartland 15 as well, Nigel, and that's recognition for what he's been able to do with that program. Um, of course, it's great with the players and the playing stock they've got, but they've got a real cultural leader there in Nigel, so that's fantastic. Uh, but in news this week around... SCNZ and the Canterbury Bulls. Malcolm Hum is the Canterbury Rugby League CEO. Of course, it's uh, the club finals today, and there's uh, well, this weekend, there's some fantastic stories going around club rugby league and a couple of send offs. We'll talk to Malcolm about the, the final week of club footy in our, not in our rugby league, I should say, uh, down here. We'll do that with Malcolm, but also some massive news for us at SCNZ. We are going to be, um, the, the I guess, the major sponsor for the Canterbury Bulls, and they're going to be competing in next month's NZRL National Premiership. Um, and they're always very strong, and we are absolutely stoked to be on board. And we're going to have a really close partnership with them, and that's great for us at the Canterbury Sports Corner. So uh, I'm stoked. Malcolm is a, a passionate sportsman. He's passionate about rugby league. And I think uh, partnering up with the Canterbury Bulls, uh, is fantastic. They get their season underway September 2, Napunawai. Um, they, of course, won, uh, reached the NZRL National Premiership last season, just going down to the Akadana Falcons at North Harbour Stadium. They're strong each and every year. So, Malcolm, it'll be fantastic to catch up with him in just a bit. Uh, I'll have a Cantabrian, a Wizard of the Week for you at the end of the show. It's been a great week down here. Another couple of big frosts, but some lovely spring-ish days. And we've got plenty to get into. Uh, what was going on this week? 
The week that was, well, it's been a big week in sport, of course. Some good news for Whitney Hansen to lead the new Black Ferns 15 and a busy week for women's sport, of course, with the Football Women's World Cup taking flight and uh, that Australian English semi-final on Wednesday night, an absolute doozy, one for the ages. But uh, to the Black Ferns, um, of course, the, the uh, big competition announced to be going on here in New Zealand a little bit later on. There are tickets gone on sale there, so there's a big framework being put around women's rugby at the moment. Whitney Hansen to be involved with that program. Uh, just looking a bit further abroad, well, of course, in England, there was this absolute debacle around Owen Farrell and tackle technique and the high shot and the fact that his red card, which was clearly a red card, was actually downgraded to a yellow card. Um, World Rugby are going to appeal that. So it was three Australians. How about that? Three Australians on a judiciary panel uh, letting the English superstar off a red card <laughs> so he could be taking part full in the World Cup proper. Coming up in just a bit, well, that absolutely blew up the world of sport, didn't it? And World Rugby have had to step in. Crazy scenes. Uh, another, well, I guess you could say controversial at times, Englishman. But he could have been my Cantabrian of the week. I got told that I wasn't allowed to do that, though. That would have ruffled too many feathers and maybe so. But Ben Stokes, of course, who actually played for the Canterbury cricket team recently. Remember when he um, he got in that street brawl and, and ended up getting a bit of trouble? He actually came out here to New Zealand to get away from it all. Of course, his father, Jed, was a passionate Canterbury Rugby League man as well, and um, they've got deep ties in the region. Well, Ben Stokes is coming out of retirement for the English ODI side, which is very interesting, very interesting. But he is as revered of a sports person and a leader in English sport at the moment. So I thought that was worth noting. As I said, Dale McLeod coming up uh, to talk some rugby in just a bit. On the rugby front, well, massive weekend last weekend. Canterbury got over North Harbour, 28-24. That game was very close. Um, the Farah Palmer Cup team, 84 over the Hawks Bay Tui, 14. So that was a, a really good effort. Uh, Mid-Canterbury just went down 24-43 to North Otago. Um, Mid-Canterbury, I, I know we, we spoke a bit about them last week. I, I'm just going to follow their results carefully. South Canterbury, 48-14. And there was obviously plenty of representative rugby going on as well last week. And we're really, in the, as I said at the start, in the throes of representative sport around the place. Um, I, I note that this weekend we have games between uh, the Cantabrians, North, Canter North Canterbury at Burnside later on. Uh, we've got Ellesmere against Waitaha. This is rugby. Uh, the Canterbury under-19 sides playing the Tasman under-19 side. Um, we also had the under-16 Metro North Canterbury Ellesmere squads named, which is really cool during the week. And for Canterbury, a uh, real special week. It's club. Uh, the club's weekend, so that all the players with their club socks on. Um, they've been in their training, their club training gear all week, making it a real impact. And uh, it's been awesome to see all over the socials. So it, it's a really nice uh, gesture they do each and every year. And in that Canterbury side that Del McLeod was named in uh, at centre, we've also got Joe Moody back in the front row. Ollie Yeager is going to play his 50th game as well. So couple of really cool moments there. And uh, as the Farah Palmer Cup goes, well, uh, I guess it's the JJ Stewart Trophy Clash headlining that. It's a double header, of course, at AMI Stadium. Uh, we've got both games going on, one after the other. It's going to be awesome work uh, down there. So the Bunnings NPC game is at 4.35, and the Women's Farah Palmer Cup game is before that. And, of course, they are taking on Counties Monaco, trying to lock away 
the JJ Stewart Trophy. So, so much rugby going on. Uh, of course, Club Netball later on as well. Hopefully we can touch base with them next week and get a big wrap of the season and all the finals that have gone on there. And um, I guess well, that's probably enough for me. You'd be looking forward to hearing from Dallas McLeod and the rest of our guests. It's the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner, of course, and uh, we've got big show coming up so stay with us for the rest of the hour after this it's dallas mcleod okay with us now on the canary sports corner well he's turned into a little bit of a folk legend around these parts because his progression through the super rugby season to a well a genuine bolter i think it was fair to say and and now a a capped all black uh, back with his canterbury side it's dallas mcleod and it's uh, wonderful to catch up with you this morning dallas it's been a, a probably a, a big 2023 for you if you think back to the start of training camp and pre-season last summer could you ever have imagined it was going to escalate this quick yeah how you going um no definitely not um yeah it's been a crazy year and um, it's been all go um but i've really enjoyed it and um yeah couldn't be happier with how it's going so far i think for a lot of us that have watched a lot of your footy for the last couple of years knew that you were a really, really smart footballer and you had obviously decent attributes with size and, and your speed and that sort of stuff. But I I still, I mean, I think it's fair to say, mate, I still just couldn't believe the progression this year through Super Rugby in particular and every new jumper or new position or new challenge you were thrown by Razor and the crew, you just stepped up. I mean, was there any stages you were surprising yourself or you always had great self-belief? <laughs> um, to be honest, yeah, it's probably something I I struggled with for a while. Yeah, probably the last few years. So um, I think this year it's been good that I know that, especially for Super, the start of the year, like a out of position. Um, but I knew the coaches were backing me 100. percent And um, you know, the team we've got down here, having the guys around me um, each week and helping me learn that new role, and um, they made it really easy and. Yeah, I guess just that backing from the coaches that they knew that they knew that I could do it, so it kind of gave me a bit of that self belief, and um, so yeah, that that definitely helped. I was talking to Cullen about this last week, actually. I'd be interested to get your your thoughts. Having Canterbury and Crusaders in that same environment down at Rugby Park in the same headquarters, a lot of the same people around. How much easier does it make for continuity and? I guess familiarity and just to keep your processes really and routines really solid when you think year round, especially over the last couple of years as you've been growing to the into the player you are. Yeah, definitely. I think it. Um, I think it helps a lot, and that, that's the thing. We got we got our routines that we do here, and um, and you know the connections we have down here with all the trainers and everything like that. We we keep that all year, so um, it definitely does go a long way to. To helping throughout the year, and you don't have to kind of chop and change. But um, yeah, we are pretty lucky down here to to do both out of the same area. So uh, yeah, pretty grateful for that, and it definitely helps. So be honest, mate. Did you have any stages this year where you questioned what your best position actually was, and and where where, where are you at with it? And because you you became <laughs> so ver- versatile, but we've seen it before. Blokes almost get. Um, disadvantaged by being a Swiss Army knife. So, have have you got a number in mind that you want to wear on your back every week you run out? If you, if it was up to you, yeah, I think um, yeah. Obviously, I'm happy to be out there just on the field, so not too rubber it is. But I think um, I, I think the position I prefer is definitely twelve. 
Um, yeah, second five, I think, is definitely where I prefer to be. Just um, just a bit closer to all the action and get your hands on the ball and get downhill a bit more, which is what I like doing. So, um, But again, like I'm happy to happy to be anywhere. And um, I actually quite enjoyed um, playing wing this year, which I never thought I'd play wing for the Crusaders. So it was um, <laughs> yeah, quite a surprise, but I really enjoyed it. I, it like as as I said before, I, I mean, then this is no knock on you, but I just couldn't believe how how well it went. Did you like <laughs> we like who who were you talking to and were you asking like Will or I don't know any of the old boys how to play out there and and what things you know positionally? It's an interesting it's an interesting spot. You've got to think obviously about kick uh, being positioned for the kick uh, defensively. You've got to shoot up into the line. It's like it's a different skill set altogether being an outside back to being a centre, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Um, yeah, I guess a few things, a few conversations uh, with Will and um, all the other wingers. And I think, um, yeah, especially that positioning stuff, like in the backfield, um, they were a huge help, help in that. And, um, but then it was good because I could just keep my connections with my middies on my inside. So um, have good connections with all the middies. So having them on my inside um, gave me confidence as well. And their chat is... Um, yeah, world class. So it's good to have them on the inside too. Well, look, if you want to be a world class twelve, you've got a resource with you now in that Canterbury unit, Ryan Crotty. That I mean, I I just imagine it must be amazing to be a a, a burgeoning centre who's who's now had a taste of Test rugby to be able to pick the brain of a, a legend like that who at both twelve and uh, thirteen could pretty much play both as good as the other and, and really round it into the complete package. So what are, have you been using, Ryan? Have you been talking to him? Are you picking his brain each day? And, and how's that relationship going? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was first training him with the Crusaders through 2018, 2019, just coming in and training with him, you know, he was someone I was looking up to and trying to learn from a lot. So um, for him to be back in the team now, it's awesome. And, um you know, just been able to pick his brains at training, like what he what he does in certain situations, what he sees. Um, it's awesome, and yeah, it's great to have him back in. And I'm sure um, not only me, but all the other middies and everyone on the back back line is really enjoying having him back and having his wisdom that he's got after playing for so many years and uh, being experienced. Yeah, absolutely. Total, as I said, just a gun resource to have around the, the place. Um, so you got a, you got a taste of NPC again last week. A, a pretty slick offload, took it hard, and that was that would have, you would have been happy to see that stick that pass. Uh, so that's a, a a bit of a tight game in the end, and you guys had to knuckle down at the end. It, did it get a little bit nervy out there against North Harbour? Yeah, it definitely did. I think um, we were putting them under pressure and then we'd just make mistakes and um, let the pressure off and they'd just keep capitalising on it, um, which is, yeah, credit to them. They're a good side. So, um, yeah, it, it did, especially towards the end there, so I'm just glad we managed to find a way because, um, you know, the last couple of years we probably would have lost that game, so it's good that we found a way to get there in the end. Mm, some you just got to win ugly sometimes. Uh, so obviously this weekend it's a, a different story altogether. Manawatu afternoon footy. Um, it looks like the weather will be pretty good. So you'd be obviously trying to make a statement here. What, what's Marty had you focusing on, and, and where do you guys really want to improve? Yeah, I think there's just um, yeah a few areas from from the game definitely. Um, 
definitely looking at our breakdown and just our attack and um, just just everyone working a bit hard and need, be, need, uh, sorry being where they need to be and I think we didn't start very well against Harbour so um, big focus on how we start the game and um, how good being back in Christchurch and um, playing at home um, it's always awesome especially in Arvo game so um, yeah hopefully the weather plays ball and it should be a good one. It's a bit of a spring feel in the air, isn't it? It's actually gorgeous at the moment um, down here. So, no, it's it's fantastic, yeah, it is, mate. It's very nice. Yeah. All right. Wonderful stuff. Congratulations on the season today, fella. It's, um, yeah, it's, as I said, it's been great to see you progress and uh, great to see you out there in the red and black, which you love so much as well. So, we'll probably catch up again before the end of the season. But good luck against the Turbos and hopefully we can get a result, eh? Yeah, beauty. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, good dude, Dale McLeod, and uh, he's had a hell of a year, as we've just spoken about in, in depth there, and uh, really happy for him. Uh, tell you who else I'm happy for. I'm actually happy for the English women's side. Uh, I'm going to bring Jacob in here. Jacob puts together the Canterbury Sports Corner uh, each and every week. Not a Cantabrian, oh. but bleed, bleeds red and black, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Goes without saying. <laughs> Uh, he's in Aucklander, but we'll let him off the hook because he's doing a hell of a job. You're, you're into your football. Now, who are you going for in the Football World Cup between Australia and, and England in the semifinal? Um, so I've roots. Uh, my dad's English, so I've got roots um, connected to the English side. Uh, but I was uh, twisted because I, I enjoyed the Matildas campaign. I really oh, I, I thought no. they were great. I mean, that goal that, um, that Ford scored after the Fowler assist in the round of 16, um, had me on their bandwagon. I uh, don't know about you, uh, Louis. Well, I tell you, I was I was Team England because I can't stand Australia. And and here's the thing, I couldn't make, I didn't make sense to me. Australia's thing is cricket. They're good at swimming. The dolphins in the pool. They're good at surfing. They got they got so much. They don't need football. Leave football to the leave football to those that need it and that really depend on it. And that's England. So I was happy to see England <laughs> go through. Uh, Spain. That's, that was my terrible logic. Spain. Um, well, I've had a, a very interesting lead up here, and so obviously that that final was tomorrow night live on SCNZ. I can only assume at uh, ten p.m. Who are you tipping? Um, well, it's going to be an interesting game because you know styles make fights, don't they? So. The Spanish team seem to be a more possession-based uh, side. Uh, coming up against the English seems to be more like pragmatic, five at the back. Physical. Physical. Um, I'm sure there'll be, uh, there'll be a few crunching challenges as they were um, on the, in the semi-final on Sam Kerr. I mean, I could, I could see, it, it, to be honest, being a bit of a boring game until, you know, how the Spanish and Swedish game ended up the other night. Uh, a few goals in the last 10 minutes. Um, I mean, great drama would be as if, as if it goes to penalties. Yeah, but what's your tip, mate? So <laughs> I'm really I'm going all around it here. Um, yeah, you are. I'm going to say, well, I'm, I'm, my heart says England. My my head says Spain, I'd say. Uh, I'd say Spain by one, um, my head. Um, and then if English are going to win it, I think it will be an extra time or, or penalties. Oh, I think you bang on. I think Spain get them two one. They're just a bit. They're a bit too skilled, I suspect. But it's been brilliant drama, and you'll hear that on SCNZ. Hey, we're going to be back in just a wee bit. We're going to be talking Heartland Footy with Nigel Walsh. Okay, joining us now on the Canterbury Sports Corner, and oh, this is as Canterbury as it gets because it involves winning, and it involves a proper winning streak. Uh, we love success down in this part of the world, and especially when it comes to the oval ball. And well, they've been, I guess the. 
uh, flag bearers in the Heartland Championship Rugby for a couple of years or a few years now, and South Canterbury started their third straight, uh, their bid for a third straight title uh, with a rip roar over the weekend against Horafuwe Fenua Kapiti, 48-14. But I guess on the way, picked up a little bit of history. They have uh, got the consecutive wins record now in the Heartland Championship, uh, winning 22 games on the bounce. And I've even got an average score for you done by the AllBlacks.com team, 46-17 if you worked it out. Nigel Walsh is the head coach at South Canterbury. Nigel should be pretty used to winning games by now, but... Um, there have been some close ones along the way. It's a pretty cool record to be able to reflect on, though, with the guys over the weekend. Oh, look, it's, it's always good to get records and stuff like that. It's not something we actually uh, concentrated on last week. Um, we just want to get our season off to a good start and, and get the uh, get the win under the belt, and, and the records come with it if you, if you achieve those goals. So, But it's a very pleasing record, and the, and the boys have done exceptionally well to, uh, to stay focused and keep that winning sort of... Um, Beijing going, so I take my hat off to them and, and uh, you know, hopefully there's many more to come. Well, I think we should all take our hat, hats off to you and the whole organisation, to be honest, mate, because this is very much um, uh, people giving up a lot of their time for free, and to get, a, to get a record like this, you need continuity, you need buy, and you need to have a culture where people want to keep coming back, because if you were chopping and changing players every year, you just wouldn't be able to do it, would you? No, unless we've been very lucky over the last three, four years, like this is my fifth year going into now. Um, but over that four-year period, we, we um, have had a look at the culture, our values, um, and what's important to us. And we've changed a few things around. And we have got the um, steadiness of of the player base. And, and we've, we've actually brought in some very good loan players as well that um, have come down and want to be part of the group and not anything better than the team. Um, and that's one of the biggest things is, is we, none of us are better than the team. The team comes first, and and we all buy into the same picture, and and we make them set up some of the uh, some of the guidelines and goal settings that uh, we want to achieve on the way through. So when they set them, they've got to go out and achieve them. So like a lot of these Heartland um, teams and unions that have been around for very long periods of time, it ebbs and flows when we talk about over a century worth of footy. And obviously there were lean patches for South Canterbury and amongst there and a couple of successful seasons and ran for the Shields and stuff going back into the day. But when you took over going back five years ago, when you reflect on it, how different is the group and how different is the organisation or is it not that different at all? Oh, no, we're like we've got a new player base. Um, there was a fair few players that were sort of coming to their end um, when we took over in 2019 um, and, and uh, some of them hadn't um, sort of tasted success. They've been in finals, been in semi-finals and this and the next thing, but just hadn't quite achieved it for one reason or another and, and they had very good teams back in the day there. But I guess for us it was... 2019 was a, a, a bit of a learning curve for me. I was, I was down at North Otago three years prior to that coach in North Otago and then come back home in 2019. And the first year was a bit of a learning curve. And I could see that we had a lot of uh, multicultural sort of players within the group and things like that. So we had to join and join the dots and, and get them all on the same page. And we, once we realised what was going on and, and uh, we put it together, the boys really connected when we introduced a couple of um, key value points within the group. And um, everybody bought into it and everybody accepted it. And it brought the team really, really close together. And 
since that 2019, and then we went into COVID 2020, which was a challenging year. We had a South Island competition. But, you know, for, for not losing a game from 2019, it just shows the self-belief, the self-dedication, as you said at the start, from the players, from their families, wives, partners, kids, mm. Um, mm. away from home so long. So, you know, we've got to really appreciate and, and say thank you to all the partners and wives and that they are letting their, their husbands and, and um, partners and that go away to training Tuesday, Thursday, travel Friday, come home Sunday when we've got away games. So... But we didn't have the buy-in from all the families and the partners and stuff like that, and that's very important to us. We make sure we are family-orientated. Um, we wouldn't be able to achieve the results we're achieving. So, you know, a lot of a lot of it's got to go out to the families and that back home as well. It's such a good point, Nigel. It really is because we often hear, you know, it takes a village, but for for or a full community, but for a, a specific competition like Heartland Championship, when you are depending on the goodwill and financing of a lot of people in amongst it, it really does. It's the wider network as well, and I guess when you put it like that. You've obviously got a good group of, and you said you've got some imports, you've got a good talented base of players locally, but when you put it like that, do you think that other unions around New Zealand, because you, you want a strong Heartland championship, do you think that there's, some, you, there's, I guess, other places around New Zealand, some other teams that could learn from what you've been able to do at South Canterbury to get that buy-in? Oh, look, I, I, it's pretty hard because some of the other pro- provincial unions aren't um, sort of the size of South Canterbury, I suppose. Um, mm. and they have a lot of chain uh, player um, turnovers. People come in, they play for a season, then move on to another farm or another job or whatever like that. I guess we're pretty lucky with uh, what we've got here. We're pretty um, diverse in, in, in our agriculture, horticulture, dairy, sheep, beef, everything's here. And, and um, we've got a pretty diverse sort of um, geographical area that we're in and we're lucky to hang on to the players and they stay around the region you know and um, a lot of a lot of players uh, teams don't have that sort of I guess comfort zone and um, uh-huh. and whilst whilst you've got a good um, environment and good team values and culture um, people want to stay and play so um, there's a lot of other good teams out there that have, have recruited well this year um, you know and and there's some very very good teams in the Harley Club no game's going to be easy I can assure you no, it's a good point, and and obviously it's a large catchment area as well. And as you say, there's lots of a diverse amount of jobs people can do to stay around. Well, Hotafino Akapiti on the road last week. What did you like? What did you do well? Forty-eight, fourteen. Um, building on this weekend, you're on the road again up in Topor, I believe. So, what did you like from the first game? As you said, you just wanted to get off to a good start in 2023. And where can you grow again, Nigel? Oh, look, we, yeah, we want to get off to a good start. And, and to be fair, the first 10, 10 15 minutes, um, Haifanoa Cavity really brought it to us and, and scored a try in the first 10 minutes and um, probably shocked the boys a little bit. And um, we, we probably went out there and tried to play too much rugby first up and, instead of just setting into our game plan and our structures. And once we got our game plan going and, and got our uh, structures going and our shape and everything, the boys sort of rolled the sleeves up and, and had to dig deep and got into their momentum and and it brought glimpses back of 2022 and um, and what we were doing. So we learned a lot from that game, and we learned a lot of uh, work-ons. You know, it's hard when you've only got the boys for a couple of hours every Tuesday, Thursday night. The boys come up with a lot of the work-ons themselves, so they know what they needed to do, and we just need to drive those points home with the boys as well. So the other good side of it from us is we're travelling around all the country clubs. 
and um, I think we're connecting the country uh, farmers and that and, and the communities back to rugby as well, but also bringing the, um, the work the farmers and that back into the communities and getting mm. back into their local club, rugby clubs. And um, they're getting down there and meeting their neighbour or, or a couple of friends that they haven't seen for a while, and we're getting a lot of support from, from our community and, and our, our rural base, which is really, really pleasing as well. That lifts the boys as well. No, oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a really nice ecosystem when you when you frame it like that, isn't it? To be able to get the guys back in there, and it, and it, again, it's a, it's stimulating. Uh, well, parts small parts of our rural economies as well, so it's fantastic. And King Country is another place like that. It's a little bit smaller, but very dense farming, and um, obviously they'll they'll prove a bit of a challenge later on. So, how how much? Do you, I guess, you go away, watch the tape and do a bit of game planning and be able to give it to the guys in a palatable way about what you want to look out for this weekend against King Country? Yeah, we do. Like, we go back and we get a full stat sheet and put it up on the wall and the boys can see how many missed tackles they made, how many weak tackles, mm. how many drop balls, how many knock-ons, and, and that's their work-ons and that for the week as well. But as a team, we give them their own work-ons, but... Yeah, this week here, King Country, I know they wouldn't have been happy with um, the result they got last week out on the West Coast. Um, so they'll be looking to bounce back and, and they'll be a wounded team, so they'll be wanting to uh, right the wrong. Um, so we're expecting another tough encounter in uh, Taupo this weekend. And, you know, they're, they are. They're country boys. A fair few of them are country boys. And uh, they'll, they'll be ready to take it to us. And, and having that red dot on our heads because we haven't lost a game for a while <laughs> and we are two-time winners, we're uh, expecting the kitchen sink to be thrown out this week in, week out. Yep. Yeah, we hunted until you, that that, uh, that win-loss record is back to something a little bit more usual. Uh, Nigel, you, you're dead right. Everyone, everyone will want the big scalp now, South Canterbury, mate. Congratulations, you know, to earn that right to be the, the hunted. It's fantastic for the region, as we've talked about, and, um, you know, you've done a hell of a job down there. So we'll, we'll talk again throughout the season, no doubt, mate, but good luck uh, later on against King Country, and hopefully it's another good result. No, I appreciate the time, and yeah, we're looking forward to getting up to Taupo and, uh, and and having a battle against King Country will be good. Thank you very much. Okay, here we are. This is a nice moment for the Canterbury Sports Corner because, uh, well, as I said in the intro, we had a cool moment this week when um, it was announced that SENZ and the Canterbury Rugby League, with the Canterbury Bulls in particular, uh, are going to be into a partnership for the next wee while, which... It means that it's the, the SCNZ Canterbury Bulls and, and a, a bit of a naming rights sponsor and a, and a partnership here of a, a couple of really, well, one of the more proud sporting brands in, in the country. I think it's fair to say the Canterbury Bulls. And I think we're very lucky at SCNZ to be involved. And Canterbury Rugby League CEO Malcolm Hum is on the line. It's a very big weekend for Rugby League in the region. And uh, as I said, Malcolm, I think we're lucky to be involved in an organisation like yours that's proud and well produced a hell of a lot of footy players throughout the years that have gone on to do great things but also run a, a really nice local competition across many grades and with NPC just around the corner it's a, a great time to be involved so I'll say good morning to you mate and yeah from our point of view awesome and I'm sure you guys are stoked as well. Yeah g'day Louie and, and hello to your listeners um, and thanks for the interview yeah look um, we're, we're wrapped just as much as um, SNZ is um, obviously we've been looking Looking around for a, um, a partner, name and rights partner for some time, but you know, for these things, you want to get the right fit. And I guess one thing, given the content that um, SNZ deliver on a weekly basis to New Zealanders around rugby league, we felt was a real opportunity. Um, a big part of our strategic plan going forward is, is increased visibility and telling our stories to our community. And we felt 
SNZ could do that really well for us. So we're, we're, we're stoked as well. Oh, that's awesome. That is great. And uh, I think we've just seen from the success and the, the interest around the NRL and rugby league at the top level with SNZ that there's a real appetite for it at the moment. It's having a moment, if you will. And I think we can get that to the, the tier lower and into that kind of provincial, the, the lifeblood of the uh, the sport in the country, then I think we'll do, be doing really well. So look, it works, it works really well. And I guess this is the perfect time to catch up with you because tomorrow at Napunawai Sports Hub, we've just got uh, such a good day out. It's uh, been a, a wonderful season, all culminating this weekend, Club Grand Final Day, and oh, you must, um, oh, you, you must get pretty excited, Malcolm. Are there any nerves for the CEO of the organisation? Oh, yeah. Do you feel it? Oh, mate, I played in a couple of grand finals. I reckon I've got more nerves being the CEO than playing. It's um, <laughs> look, it's, it, it's a really tense time because. Uh, myself and, and my team, we, you know, we want to we put on a, an event that everybody can enjoy um, and have a really good time. So um, our team's been working really hard for a number of uh, weeks now around this event. Um, I guess we've got to a stage where, geez, if the weather forecast is right, we're looking at 18 degrees with a little bit of a normal wester, which would be just, um, well, for the spectator, it would be great. I'm not so much sure about the referees and the players, but look, we're, we're, we're ready to go. We've got... We've got four games, uh, four grand finals, six different clubs playing in those, which is really good to see as well. So a really good spread. And I think um, all those games will be really tightly fought. There'll be um, there'll be physical games, um, but in terms of how the ground's looking as well, which is sensational out at Night Punawa, there'll be, there'll be fast games as well. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to it, Louis. Really looking forward to it. And... Uh, at- so from 11 to the men's premieres at 3 p.m., it's a full day out. I mean, it'd be some serious viewing. Um, actually, I probably do you know what? I mean, I should probably just I should probably just figure out what I'm doing on Sunday and just commit to be there. Actually, it probably makes Mate, sense because if it, you're not there, Louie, well, yeah. it will be it will be noted. Uh, no, it will be great what? to have you out there. That is fair enough, and I think I think that's what I wanted. I think I wanted you to say that because that is fair enough. Make it happen, Herman. Well, okay, I will. Um, and in the, the the men's premieres, I guess the uh, showpiece, the headline act. I mean, this is just this is a, a matchup that has got truckloads of history that would probably surprise many people around the country. A huge amount of talent. Some legends have worn these jerseys in this exact final for uh, years and decades really gone by. So um, preview preview the men's premieres, and Malcolm, and, and sell it to us. Why should we be there come 3 o'clock on Sunday? Oh, look, this, this, this reminds me of the, you know, the... Back in the, um, I guess back in the seventies, with with Papanui winning so many grand finals, um, and their, I guess their competition against the likes of Linwoods and the Hornbys back then. This is this is a real showcase. Um, Linwood won in the last play, play of the year, um, play of the game last year. You know, right on the hooter, they won the game with a sensational try. Um, Last two weeks ago, they played in the semi-final. Uh, Limwood won by one point. Look, this has got this has got class and um, and real physicality written all over it. There's there's some real good matchups, um, and look, there's some you know some incredible stories behind some of these players. Um, if we look at Corey Lowry, 43 years of old of age, um, ex Warrior, um, I'd expect this will be his last one. Um, he, yeah, just some real, 
really good players. The likes of Kevin Arona played in the World Cup for, for Cook Islands last year. You know, some real class out there. So this should be with a good, dry, hard ground, sun shining on their backs, should be a classic. I I saw the write up about Corey and and I rem- look I, I've known of this guy for a long period of time as many avid sports fans in New Zealand would because he's been doing it for so long the longevity and I think that's probably what we we don't realise a lot of these uh, uh, the guys and, and girls involved with club rugby league in Christchurch and I'm sure this is the case around the country Malcolm but they've had family involved with these clubs for so long and they've played a lot of these people decades themselves. It's entrenched. It it really is. It's entrenched. Um, It's just over a long period of time. Uh, They're, they're not just playing for themselves. They're playing for their families. They're playing for their for their grandparents. Um, yeah. it, it really is incredible. Um, the history of these two clubs. Um, so we we're excited to see them there, and we're excited to see how the game is played as well. And and I must say, look, we've got um, Jack Fevers, who's a well-regarded referee, New Zealand refereeing this game. So I think be well refereed, and it'll be good, fast, hard game. Wonderful stuff. On the women's side, Linwood Keyes, Sydenham Swans. Uh, I guess that'd be my local club um, nowadays, the Sydenham Swans. And it's 12.30. How, where are you at with uh, the growth of the women's game in, in the region, Malcolm? Are you, are you happy with where you're at? Would, would you like some more numbers? Because I, I think it was Paul Eiffel we were speaking to about football a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he said admittedly, you know, the Football World Cup's been outstanding, but admittedly the, he tr- he's trying to at Christchurch United get an academy off the ground and you know, the bites weren't quite there and he was a little bit surprised and he's kind of got to go back to the drawing board a wee, but it's such an important part of community sport um, nowadays, actually across all levels. So where are you at with Canterbury League and, and the women's side of things? Yeah, look, it's, it's a really interesting space. Um, we can certainly we can certainly do better. Um, we feel with the um, women's NRL over the other side of the ditch now, there's some real opportunities for young women um, to be involved in professional rugby league and our new partnership with the Canary Banks Down Ball Jogs will only help that as well. So we, we, we can certainly do better. We're, we're seeing in our youth grades, we're certainly seeing some growth and we are seeing some really talented young females come into our game. And look, it would be remiss of me to say that, you know, a number of these girls are playing, they're playing both codes, they're playing rugby and rugby league, and mm. and that's, that's helping them. Um, but at some point, they need to they need to make a choice, right? So we're, we're working through that space with rugby at the moment. Um, we want to be able to coexist, um, and we want to be able to provide young females the best opportunity to, to go as far as they want in their chosen sport, whether that is rugby or rugby league. No, look, I think there's great awareness. Like, you have to be able to coexist, and, and but it yeah. has to be able, um, you know, give and take from, from both codes, especially when you talk about the women's side and um, it's aspirational, is I guess the point you're making with the NRLW. Now there is a pathway, there is a there is a, a real horizon for them to get with get to. So, like I, I think it's a, a really interesting space to keep an eye on over the next kind of half a decade and the next couple of years in particular. So we'll, we'll keep checking in there. Just looking forward, uh, Malcolm. Before we let you crack on the SCNZ Canterbury Bulls, we can't wait for this season to start. So. Uh, September 2. Do you just want to give us a bit of a rundown? Who's coaching the side? Um, when will it be selected if it's not already? And what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, look, um, you know what I'm looking forward to most, Louis, and that is 
for the first time, we all are going to have um, two double headers in the first two weeks in the national premiership. So the first week, uh, um, the SENZ Canterbury Bulls and the Trillo Metals Canterbury Women will be playing the county's Manukau's um, stingrays and a double header, and then the following week um, we've got another double header with with our men's and women's teams playing. So that's that's really exciting that we're bringing those two teams together to play on the one day. And I think you know we'll be free to get in for those two games, and um, and I think they'll be they'll be really good games as well. So that, that's probably the real exciting piece um, in terms of the SCNZ Canterbury Bulls. Um, Jed Laurie continues to to coach where. We're really happy with the way um, Jed led the team last year, coached the team. Um, he's obviously got his Hornby team back in the grand final game this year. you know. So he's on top of his game. And look, we haven't named the team yet. It'll be named after the grand final, Louis, but we're not expecting a lot of big changes. There'll be, there'll be one or two, I expect. Um, but much the same team, which will be, you know, one more year experienced. Um, and I think, you know, having got into the, the final last year, um, we're certainly looking to take it one step further. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was a it was a, a big game against Akarana and uh, we've got plenty on the horizon and, and just <laughs> having SNZ's involvement is truly exciting. And oh, I'm very I'm very excited for Sunday for everybody uh, tomorrow afternoon, as I say, well, 11 a.m., it all starts at Napunawai. Get down there, go and have a look. Sixteen years and and under gold coin, fifteen bucks for adults. But you've got a whole day of entertainment and some of the best people in Canterbury out there giving their all for their uh, beloved club. It's just as good as it gets, Malcolm. So good to hear you're on the men, pal, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Try not to get too nervous, eh? Awesome. Hey, thanks, Louie, and look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Absolutely. There you go. Malcolm Hun there, of course, uh, Trident Homes, proud supporters of community sport across Christchurch. Check out our modern home plans and show home locations at tridenthomes.nz and uh, talking all things rugby league in the region with Malcolm Hum, the CEO of Canterbury Rugby League. And just like that, you've heard plenty from me and you're about to hear some more on the mail run and the good oil later on. Saturdays, you know I love my Saturdays, uh, but you probably will be wondering who my uh, Canterbury of the Week is. And that's fair enough because I know it's uh, everybody's favourite segment, the old Wizard of the Week, uh, as they call it. And I actually have a guy who is in the thrills of a highlight of his career, Hayden Patton. I got to speak to Hayden Patton, and he's uh, he's South Canterbury. He is Timaru Hardcore, I believe, Hayden Patton is. And um, he he's had a really interesting career, Hayden Patton. Of course, we're talking rally car. I mean, he got a crack at WRC five years ago. I got to speak to him for the morning show earlier in the week, and he is right now in the grips of, a, on the precipice of uh, European Rally Championship glory. And um, he's a guy who's always had so much time for the media. He's really put himself out there. He, he always campaigns for New Zealand motorsport, New Zealand rally. He loves racing in New Zealand where he can. He's on the European tour with help of this BRC racing team out of Italy, and he's doing such a good job. So Aidan Patton, he gives so back, much back to New Zealand. Uh, he's just starting to have his time in the sun. He's, he's racing and driving as good as he ever has before. He's talking about how much more patient he is, and uh, it's fantastic, really, to see him out there. They're doing it. Hayden Patton, my Cantabrian of the week. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Go enjoy the sunshine. Uh, go down, support your local club, or go support your local representative side. So much sport going on. 
uh, around the region at the moment. We probably should get a ski report one week soon before the winter is done as well. Mount Hutt has been getting an absolute flogging with school sports and recreational skiers and boarders up there. It's um, been fantastic, as have all the other hills, mountains around the, the region. I've, I've had plenty of friends up and having a lot of fun. I've had fun this morning. Stay with me if you want to hear racing. You want some tips for the morning uh, on the mail run. Otherwise, have a great weekend.